0: morning how are we all good good to have you here this morning good to see you smiling good to see you already leaning in scotty wheeler that's the posture of a man who's ready to hear god speak to him don't lean back there we go good boy all right well done i like it this morning we're launching a brand new series called multiply and uh it's going to run for three weeks so I'm glad you're here for the opening message of this series. We're taking this, this series from a book uh, called The Blessed Life, leader of a church in uh, Texas, Gateway Church. Robert Morris um, wrote this book, The Blessed Life. This book will absolutely mess with your mind like few books that I've read have ever done. It will turn your brain inside out. Uh, We're only going to be able to scratch, barely even scratch the surface for the next three weeks from what uh, Robert teaches in this book. The good thing is, though, you can buy the book for yourself and read it because it's not my job to give you everything you need. It's your job to go looking. So what a team. I'm going to give you a little bit of a preview each week for the three weeks and you can feed yourself, which is what mature people do. (laughs) Done. Done. We're also going to be launching our Elevate groups over the next two weeks, as Jess said, and uh, this will be the first time this year with launching our Elevate groups. That we'll be actually uh, sending these notes out and continuing the conversation about what we're teaching here on the Sunday. So, as Jess mentioned, great time to sign up for an Elevate group. The big idea that I want to teach about today is called the principle of the first. Now. If you've sort of grown up in, in church world, as some of you have, maybe you've heard this called the first fruits principle. It means the same thing. I'm going to unpack this this morning. But the big idea is the, the principle of the first. And it's not just a big idea for today. It's not even just a big idea for this message series over the next three weeks. It's actually uh, one of the biggest ideas that runs throughout, that's threaded throughout the entire Bible, the principle of the first and if we can understand the principle of the first what it means how it applies to our life we'll actually have a better understanding of the of the context of the theme of of the bible if we understand the principle of the first and if we start to apply the principle of the first to our own lives our lives will take on greater meaning greater purpose and You'll start to actually dial some things in that, that, that will likely lead to living a more blessed life. Life in, glo- in God's slipstream. So, open your Bibles. Open your Bible apps. I'm going to just dance around a few scriptures today. So, you, uh, This is where Bible apps are handy because you don't even have to know where to turn. You just have to know which buttons to push. It's fantastic. 2015. Got to love it. So, push the buttons. To Exodus, which is the second book of the Bible, and it's chapter 13 and verse 12. This principle of the first, I could, I could pull out dozens and dozens and dozens of scriptures today. I've actually kind of really, really pared things back to just give you a few. But, but uh, you can either take my word for it, that, that the, 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 the verses I'm going to teach from today are just a few of many. Or better still, you can go and look for them all yourself. It's like an Easter egg hunt. All the times that God talks about the principle of the first. So here's one, one example. Exodus, God speaks and he says this, every first birth from your livestock belongs to God. Now, I'm aware that most of you have never given birth to livestock. I appreciate that. Okay, so it would be easy to read this particular instruction from god and crop yourself out i've never bred livestock either personally or as a career move i get it but it still applies to us back in the day that this was written most people made their money through agriculture and so when god talked about uh, talked to them about the principle of the first he actually gave them what was what was literally a very tangible Opportunity, tangible instruction that every first birth from their livestock belongs to God. The writer then went on to record that God used the word redeemed, that the firstborn of the livestock needed to be redeemed. Now, this word redeemed maybe doesn't sort of jibe with us quite as much these days. We, 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 We might think we don't use that uh, word in general conversation. We might think that that, that that's kind of not a, a current thing, but actually it's very current. And, and here's an example. The, when we shop uh, at uh, one of the big supermarkets, for example, Coles, for example, Woolies, Um, If you spend over a certain amount, IGA too, don't want to miss out on the good independent guys. When you shop and spend over a certain amount, I think it's about 30 bucks uh, in a single shop, you get your little shopper docket at the end of that uh, transaction. And at the bottom is a little coupon for fuel, four cents typically, sometimes it's eight, but typically four cents a liter off your fuel. Well, here's the thing. That voucher is not worth four cents a liter off your fuel, until you redeem it. I know. It's incredible. How does he work this stuff out? Yeah, so. Woo. We actually have to redeem the voucher. And the way we redeem the voucher is we actually take it back to the issuer. And you say, well, you don't take it back to Coles to get four cents off your fuel. Well, well, well you do. You go to Coles Express. And uh, just a little hint, they're owned by the same company. I oh, know. <laughs> See, I'm on a roll. God's reminding the people that he is the issuer. It's exactly what Jess was talking about before. When the, the the farmers... Uh, animals gave birth it wasn't actually the animal that was the provider it's actually God that provides actually God that causes creation to take place and God simply instructed them bring the first back to the issuer redeem the first back to the issuer all right you follow let me, let, me, let me throw a little bone, bit of bonus content out. I mean, I'm just going for it today. Let me throw a little bit of bonus content out as well. They were to give, they were re- to redeem the firstborn before they'd had a second or a third or for that matter, any additional livestock. They were to redeem, the way they redeemed it, by the way, was to take it typically to an altar or to the temple and kill it. So, you know, it, it wasn't going to produce any offspring of its own. And it took incredible faith to redeem to God the first, firstborn, when it was born, before there was any evidence that there was going to be a second or a third or a fourth, which when you make money from your livestock, this could be a problem. If 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 your cow is a one trick pony, big mixed metaphor there, then then and it can and it only happens to give birth once in its lifetime, and you sacrifice, you redeem that firstborn, and ain't no more. This is not a great business building strategy. Sacrificing your assets. It took great faith, it took great acknowledgement. To redeem their firstborn, well let me while I 'm mixing metaphors, let me continue in other parts of the bible it 's recorded where God instructs people to bring their first fruits to him, which by the way, is not actually correct English because the plural of fruit is fruit, but whatever. <laughs> So firstborn must be redeemed. God gives instruction at various times throughout history to that. First fruits must be offered. Same kind of idea. Let me give you a couple examples. You fast forward in that same book of Exodus. God says to the people, "Bring the choice, very important word. First, very important word, produce of the year to the house." Of your God. Solomon, the wisest person that ever lived except for Jesus, wrote this in what's now known as the book of Proverbs Honor God with everything you own. Give Him the first and the best. Full stop. Which is enough. That's instruction. Beautiful thing about God is He doesn't just end with instruction, He actually issues an invitation. And if you do this, your barns will burst. Your wine vats will brim over. Now, you're all pretty smart people. I know that. You know that. Just in case you missed this. God's talked about first born. God's talked about first fruits. The idea is he was talking to ranchers or farmers, okay? Don't get too hung up in that. That's not the big part of the story here. The big part of the story is the principle that no matter how you got your income, no matter what business you're in, God wants us to bring him the first and the best. Now, it's 2015. I know you know that. Most of us, if not all of us, our increase, our produce, our livestock is in the form of dollars and cents. And so that's the material. That's the, 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 the thing. That's the substance. What I'm wanting to drive deep this morning is the substance. It, it matters, but the substance is predicated on the principle, the principle of the first. Honor God by bringing him the first and the best, the principle of the first isn't just something that God automatically conjured up one day. The principle of the first is actually born out of. Here's one for you: the preeminence of God. I know. I actually get smarter by the minute. I think it's the coffee. Well, yeah, no, bread, bread, please. Please, 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 punch yourself in the face. The, 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 well, I might have to get your mum to do it then. The principle of the first comes from the preeminence of God. Preeminence of God. Sounds like a big word. Sounds a bit like a churchy word. It simply means God was first. I mean, it's kind of, it, we'll never get our heads around that. God created everything, but actually in the beginning was God. He actually wasn't created. He just was. It's like, how would that work? I have no idea. But that's what allows him to be God because he he wasn't created. He was. But not only was he was, he is. And his preeminence, he was first, he is first, and he's not about to give up the title ever of remaining first preeminence before everything above everything after everything preeminence God was first so when you're first you get to actually instruct people to make sure they we see him as first but not just see God as first in, in terms of a head oh yeah of course he is not just see him as first in terms of our hearts. Oh, of course he is. But also our hands. The idea of God's preeminence, that God was first, is first, and always will be first. The challenge is to have that deeply penetrate our heads, deeply penetrate our hearts, and deeply penetrate our hands. And so when God instructs people, us, to Put him first by actually bringing him the first and the best. It's an opportunity for us to tangibly acknowledge his preeminence. Not just in the the cosmos, but in our lives. That God, you were first, you are first, and you always will be first. This proverb is fantastic. I already gave you a little bit of a, a, a teaser. Honor God. With everything you own, give him the first and the best. This is the instruction. This is the the part where God calls for our obedience. And and even if it ended there, like I mentioned, even if it ended there, I'd hope that that would be enough for us to actually respond, for us to actually do something. Because God's preeminent. So if he says, hey, listen, you followers, honor me with everything you own, give me the first and the best. We just go, all right, it's yours anyway. You're the source. It's an instruction. I'm good. Obedience. However, let me throw another freebie in there, a freebie, a principle that you will see right throughout the Bible is obedience precedes blessing. And those of you that are parents, you already know this. This is not mystery for you. Obedience precedes blessing. Junior wants to get something good, but Junior's only gonna get it after Junior does what mommy and dad asked him to do. Ha <laughs> ha, guess what? You understand? Obedience precedes blessing. Junior, you don't do it, you don't get the, the, the reward. You don't get blessed. Huh, Well, what do we have to do to get blessed? What I asked you to do, huh? It's an instruction and an invitation. How good is that? So if Junior doesn't do it, Junior's an idiot because he's shooting himself in the foot, right? Well, here's the instruction. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Full stop. If you obey me, if you do this, guess what? There's an invitation. There's a blessing. Your barns will burst. Your wine vats will brim over. It's the same principle, the principle of the first. When we give God the first, the rest, is blessed tweet that when we give god the first the rest is blessed facebook that when we give god the first the rest is blessed instagram that when we don't pinterest it if you were here last week you know there's a problem with pinterest when we give god the first the rest is blessed do you know that one of the main reasons that we gather as a church and millions of people across the globe gather as a church On a weekend, do you know that that one of the main reasons we do that is the principle of the first? Did you know that? The principle, it's one of the main, it's Sunday. And you're thinking, this isn't the first, it's the weekend. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's because you've been polluted by modern Western cultural concepts. From a biblical standpoint, the first day of the week starts at sundown on a Saturday and runs to sundown on a Sunday. Some of you guys are sitting there all smug like, yeah, I knew that. Well, good, it's good, it's good. Be gentle. Let let the dumb ones catch up, okay? (laughs) We, We gather as a church on a Sunday because we recognize that this is the first day of the week. And if we give God the first, the rest is blessed. How good's that? It's school holidays now. There's a whole bunch of people not here. Margaret River. I'm at Margaret River. Well, guess what? You ain't given God the first, so the rest ain't going to be blessed. Hope they're listening to the podcast on the drive back. It's all about preeminence. Four weeks ago, we taught a, a message, a couple of weeks series called Consider the Source. Same idea. God was first, is first, and will always be first. And I preached a message called, there's more where that came from. God don't run out. Just just talk, God don't run out. Oh, I sure hope God's going to be able to do that. <laughs> he's good. He's up for it. God's not like, crap, Christ, stuff. No, he's good. He do not run out. And today's continuation, I mentioned it at that time, today's a continuation of that. If you didn't, if you weren't here for that, or if you're just joining us in the last couple of weeks, welcome. Jump in our podcast, rewind four weeks. There's more where that came from. Is the message when you give God the first part of your finances, the rest is blessed. So here's the thing: the tithe must be first. Now, the tithe it's a Bible Hebrew churchy word. We don't use that around here. We call the first 10% because the tithe means the first 10%. So we just call it first 10%. And uh, the word first is, is very important. It's not just 10%. It's the first 10%. Let me just spend a few minutes drilling down into that idea. Let me pick out one of the many. Again, I, most of the messages that I preach, most of the material ends up just like on the, the editing room floor. Because there's like so much great material to draw from. I mean, I would preach about this stuff like I preach about it, even if none of you turned up. It's just so good. Some people, oh, the Bible's so boring. No, it's not. It's, if you think the Bible's boring, it's because you're boring. So you're reading it wrong. It's wild. It's a great adventure. Anyway, in my humble opinion. Uh, so Leviticus, it's a book that we all love to read. Fun for the whole family. Sit down, kids. Let me read a nice time story to you. Leviticus. It's all about laws. Some really crazy ones in there too. Like like weird crazy. But I don't have time to explain all that. So here's one of the examples where God talks about the tithe, the first 10%. A tenth of the land's produce. Here we are talking to agriculturalists in this context. Where the grain from the ground or fruit from the trees is God's. It's holy to God. It recognizes that God is preeminent. When when stuff is produced, when we in our 2015 setting produce income, this idea of preeminence hopefully permeates how we respond to God with our giving. Some churches call it priority percentage giving. Okay, we don't call it that because there's a lot of saliva involved when you say that from the front. And uh, we're about to build a stage extension that's going to go all the way there, and this is going to be the spitting zone. So we don't call it priority percentage giving, but it is. It's priority percentage giving. It's saying it's first and it's an amount. You know, one of the great things about God saying, bring me first 10% is it doesn't matter what you earn, it's actually the same for everybody. It's 10%. So whether you earn $50,000 a year or $500,000 a year. God don't ask you to give more money per se, though it would look like that. He asks us to give the same percentage and in the same priority, that we are people God wants to live and in reminder constantly that he is preeminent. And here's the thing. It's not simply the amount 10% that makes the rest blessed. It's also the order that makes the rest best. Because actually, by the way, God don't need our money. He's not running short. And if he was, probably he's not worth following. He didn't need our money. He actually wants our lives. He actually wants our hearts. He actually wants us to be living, captivated by him being the first. First preeminence. First 10%. Now, this is no different for us today than it was for the the ranchers that God said, bring the firstborn. Because like them, actually giving God the first 10%, right, takes faith. It, it, It actually demands of us that we trust him to make the 90% that we get to keep and hand out to the you know electricity people and the gas people and the mortgage company. It actually takes faith that the 90% that's left will actually go all the way. And by the way, maybe even go further. But that's a spoiler because I'm going to come to that. So how do you determine which tenth is the first tenth? Well, it would have been easy not so long ago. Let's suppose you wanted a little, you know, little kind of uh, seasonal job, and uh, it's grape picking season in the Swan Valley. Now there 's uh, Sandalfords and Hortons and all these you know big commercial ventures now, whatever whatever, but there 's still a few of these uh, privately owned um, five acre small lot small holding uh, wine growers out there, and I know quite a few of them, and the Italian ones and they 're always looking for people to come and pick the grapes during harvesting season, so you could get a job with an Italian family picking the grapes during Great picking season and and, and, the, and the incredible thing is when you when you do it for the Italians, they pay in cash Cause, cause the italians it 's a cultural thing they don 't like paying tax right so the less you declare apparently apparently i've no idea how this works the less you apparently the le, the less you declare that you earn and the less you declare that you 've paid people. Uh, the less you have to pay in tax, apparently. Okay, Italians don't have bank accounts. They have under the mattress. <laughs> Just a little tip. So you finish your week of grape picking and uh, the Italian uh, vineyard owner gives you a thousand bucks, 10 $100 bills, right? And you think, oh yeah, that's right. God's preeminent. I've got 10 $100 bills, I meant to give him the first. Flip, they'll look the same. Which one's the first? Right? Well, 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 the question can't be answered on arrival. The question's only answered on departure. The first is whichever one leaves your hand first. Right? So the first is always going to be the first. this is Whichever one leaves your hand first is the first. It, the question doesn't become which one's first. The question becomes what's the destination of the one that's first? Who's getting that? Where's it going? And if God's preeminent, hopefully the answer is him. Now, probably most of us don't pick grapes for a living. Probably most of us no longer get paid uh, under the table in cash these days either. But but, but most of us get paid and, 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 and typically... These days, it's electronically. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, I, I know I'm getting old when, 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 when I think back, it, but it takes me longer than it used to because there's a lot more back to think back on. Flipping heck, how'd that happen? So I was thinking back. I started giving my first 10% to God when I was 24. I used to carry a checkbook to my church. Now, some of you have no idea what that is, and that's okay. By the way, you've probably dodged one there. Uh, Liz Newton can tell you, bank manager, checks are an incredibly inefficient means of transferring money if you actually work at the bank, stamping this. Et Thank God for the internet. So that was about 20 years ago, checkbook. And if I didn't bring my checkbook, I was in trouble. Then about 10 years ago, 15 maybe, I'd swing by the ATM on the way to my church. <laughs> take out my 10% and then give via cash. Still, it's okay. still pretty inefficient. Sucks if you're running late. Uh, Then about 10 years ago, this thing came quite popular called the internet. And and banks put uh, things, technology together that you could do banking on the internet. Brilliant. So I would, 10 years ago, I would literally get paid fortnightly, sit down with my bills folder, You know, Synergy, Alintagas, Water Corporation, Mortgage Company, you know, whatever. Um, All of the above. And uh, I'd sit down with the bills folder, but I'd go onto the internet and I would give God the first. He was the first transaction that I would click pay him. Like, it didn't say God in my internet banking. It said name of my church. But you understand what I'm saying. Now... It's even easier because Louie and I have set up automatic, recurring electronic giving. And uh, we get paid fortnightly. And every fortnight, while I sleep, because the pays get cleared overnight, while I sleep, our first 10% automatically gets transferred for us every fortnight. And... mm, (laughs) Automagically lands in elevates bank account. It's like how good's that. We're even looking at technology implementing here in the next few months where you'll be able to give your first ten percent by sending a text message from where you're sitting. Talk about automatically. <laughs> and I actually know and I'm thrilled to see this, a growing number of you have done exactly what Louie and I have done is we don't make the decision every week to give God our first 10%. We made that decision once, and then we just used technology to see it keep going. Some of you know that I like a good game of would you rather. I like asking, you know, I'm real fun at a dinner party. Asking such important questions as, would you rather a life with no internet connection or no mobile phone coverage? (laughs) <laughs> just, just, just answer yourself Just answer yourself There's no correct answers <coughs> Phone coverage um, All the introverts are going <laughs> Screw the phone coverage um, Would you rather live in a world Where people suddenly break into song Or suddenly break into kung fu fights <laughs> <laughs> okay, There is a wrong answer for that one The answer is obviously kung fu fights Here's one. Would you rather, if you had a time machine, would you rather go back 200 years to meet your ancestors or travel forward 200 years to meet your descendants? Ah, You can't do both. That's That's the magic of would you rather. You have to choose. So, Here's my que- A lot of discussion going on over here. These people think that these are actually serious questions. I'll let you know. They're not. But anyway, I appreciate the intensity with which you're responding. Now, shut up. Um, so here's my, here's my question today. Would you rather, this is the serious one, by the way. Would you rather live with 100% of your income minus God's blessing or 90% of your income with God's blessing? That's a good question. Mark Pomery wins question of the day, and Mark Pomery awards the prize for the person who wins question of the day so I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> things are starting to unravel up here, actually, so let me finish <laughs> so in this same book of Exodus that we started with let me let me read a little bit more again, I chucked most of this stuff away it 's in the Bible I mean I didn't chuck it away, but it 's just like should I choose that one to make the point that God's first or that one or that? So much, just like bam, bam, bam. Right back at the beginning, Genesis, Exodus, uh, right through to the end, Jesus said, oh, yeah, look, I don't know. It's all true. So this is, this is the one I want to land on. <clears throat> this is God speaking, the, the author recording. When the time comes and your son asks you, what does this mean? It's in the context of dad bringing the firstborn to the temple to, to redeem that, to the issuer, to God. And so dad's taking the firstborn. Remember, there hasn't been any other born yet. Dad's business is livestock you know, growing, and, and, and this, but he's taking this one out of the temple just to sacrifice. And so Junior says, uh, Dad, who wrote the business plan here? This is, this is stupid. What does this mean? You tell him, son, God brought us out of Egypt, out of a house of slavery with a powerful hand. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, God killed every firstborn in Egypt, the firstborn of both humans and animals. And that's why I make a sacrifice for every first male birth from the womb to God and redeem every firstborn son. God's no longer asking us to physically take our firstborn children and, and sacrifice them. You understand this is a different context. But the principle of the first remains the same. And the principle of the first to the, to the casual observer makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And, and, and nor should it. You don't expect non-followers of Jesus to behave or even understand people who follow Jesus. There's certain things we should do that shouldn't make sense. Shouldn't make sense. It should be out of the norm of everyday society. Absolutely. Last December, uh, Elevate Church, we outsourced our accounting. Up to that point, for many, many years, we'd had different team members doing our accounting and uh, we made a strategic decision to outsource that uh, last December. So we interviewed a bunch of accounting firms. They pitched for our business and, and uh, we chose uh, one of the accounting firms uh, and it's been going great. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, it was fascinating having the interviews. Remember that the, the firm that we ended up actually employing, engaging for this service, um, we, he, the principal of the of the firm was here and uh, he came in, sit down and, you know, you sort of, he, he's pitching to you, but he's also trying to get an understanding of, of who you are, you know, what sort of organization you are and what you do and so on and so forth. And, there's certain things that are just normal. We're an organisation like any other organisation. We've got electricity bills and gas bills and telephone bills, and you know. So he understood sort of the expense side of things. Um, but then he said, uh, "Now, uh, how do you guys make money? <laughs> like, what's the income? How, how does that work? I get, you know, I get. I can see building. I can see light switches. I can see air conditioning. You know, I, I get. I get that, that that you have expenses, but." You don't sell anything, like you don't you don't make any products, you don't sort of offer any you know fee for service. Um, So how does that work? And I said, well, it's a good question. It's kind of you know a strange one to answer because because the answer is that people our people give. There was a full stop at the end of that sentence when I said it to him. He, he didn't know that. He was waiting for me to then go, ha, ha, rubbish, just kidding. Actually, we deal in cocaine. He, he, which if I'd said that, I think that would have made more sense to him than the answer. Our people give. All right. So people, what? They give money. Yeah. What what do they get for it? Nothing. (laughs) That makes sense, right? I mean, that doesn't make sense. It's not. It's not. It's a stupid business plan. Life Incorporated. God says, "Give." Now there is two things: is an instruction and an invitation. I think we get a whole lot in return. When we place God first. Place God first, the rest is blessed. It shouldn't be our motive, not our primary motive anyway. But here's the motive. So this is what I said to the accountant. I said, you know what? His name's Robert. You know what, Robert? Here's why we give. Like me, our people, we used to be Slaves to sin. And uh, we acknowledge that because we were slaves to sin, we, we couldn't get out of that. We needed somebody to rescue us. And so God sent Jesus. And Jesus actually rescued us from being slaves to sin and actually set us free. So we're no longer captives, but we now live free. And because of that, because of what Jesus did for us, we gladly give. We gladly give. How's the interview going now? No, I didn't say that to him. The guys think Did you really think I said that to him? What sort of a crackpot do you think I am? I didn't say that to him, but that's the answer. Right? I didn't say it to him, not because I he, you know I didn't care what he thought of us, it just wouldn't make sense. Like, but that's the answer. That's the answer. Why do I give? That's the answer. Why do I give? That's the answer. Because you and me, we were slaves to sin and there was no way out. And God made a way where there wasn't a way. God took it on himself to make a way. And uh, he moved first because he's first. He likes being first. And uh, he rescued us. And so I said this when I 4 weeks ago in this message i referred to consider the source if you if if your first if your first response like internal response when someone talks about giving is reluctance then you don't understand what jesus did for you cuz love gives and god gave first and we give in response our accountant still thinks we're a bunch of idiots. Well, not idiots, just weirdos. Probably true, actually. I don't care. Right? Let me ask one more question this morning. And uh, this little sound bite that I just shared. Now, the fact that we were slaves to sin, and I'm talking in terms of all of us, that God sent His Son Jesus to rescue us from that. This is very, very good news. And uh, the good news for you this morning is that you can actually be set free yourself. But it requires a decision. It requires a decision of you. No one can make it for you. Coming into a church building doesn't get it done. It's about you making a decision to say, Jesus, in response to you coming, in response to you dying, in response to you taking my sins on yourself, I can be set free, and I want to actually experience that freedom. I actually want to experience that for myself. And so what I want you to do, if you've never actually made the decision to put Jesus first, I want, to, I want you to make that decision now, real quickly. In a moment, for those of you that need to make that decision, I just want you to slip your hand up, and by slipping your hand up, you're just saying, yep, I want, to, I want Jesus first in my life. I want to actually follow him. If you've never made this decision before, I want to follow him. I want to put my trust in him. Just put your hand up. When to see your hand, you can put it down. We're going to quickly pray, and then we're done. I don't want to miss anybody this morning.